This is Patrick Finley, he's Mark Potash. Welcome to Hallis Intrigue, where Potsy, we will talk about the Bears' big Monday night football game in Minneapolis, uh, about what to expect from Justin Fields and whether he should be doing more. All that and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Potsy, the Bears have a Monday night game coming up. Uh, I think we will learn a lot about them given uh, the way they bounce back or don't from a loss that uh, by their standards is fairly run in the mill, but by a lot of standards was pretty crushing giving up as many points as they did in the final four minutes to lose to the Lions. Yeah, Pat, you know, uh, the Bears from Luke Getze and, uh, and even Matt Eagle, who's always talking about the 17-game process of the season and never trying to put too much on one game. I think this is one time you can put a lot on this game. I think this is, a, I think you, this is close to a defining game that determines where this team is headed uh, for so many factors. A, they're coming off of that game against Detroit where they played really well for three and a half quarters or and more mm-hmm. and just collapsed in the final four, four minutes. And, and uh, they were, they're as strong as they've ever been, including they're as healthy as they've ever been. And with Sweat and Ngakwe uh, now uh, you know, being here a little bit, they're as strong as they've ever been. Uh, they're playing a division opponent on the road, and uh, Justin Fields in his second game back. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds will be in his second game back. Uh, expect both to be better. Khalil, I, I, Khalil Herbert, too. Khalil Herbert, too, another one. So I think uh, um, even as much as they loathe uh, uh, the outside world putting all, everything on one game uh, as, as defining, I think this will say this and, 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 and the game against the Lions, the rematch against the Lions in two weeks. Uh, I think that will tell us a lot of uh, where this, the, the direction of this team, and it will allow a lot of people to make decisions. Anybody who's on the fence about this coaching staff, uh, I think you're going to get your answer in the next two weeks. I was going to say, what could this say about Matt Eberflus one way or the other? Well, it, 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 it says everything. It says, yeah. Because the thing is, he always points to progress, the progress they're making, but yeah. it's, we're not seeing the same thing. We're looking at it at, at, at different lenses. And... Um, and so uh, this would this he needs wins and or, or at least really really good performances right. uh, to kind of justify that thinking and to verify that and confirm that um, that they're making the progress. We've already you know here's the thing. I think that game the Packers game against the Lions yesterday on Thursday really put the Bears game into a different perspective Absolutely. for me yeah. and uh, from the quarterback on down. And, uh, and uh, I, I, so I think there's, a, there's some good comparisons you can make about where everybody in the division is heading compared to the Bears. Right. And for a team that, you know, like everybody, you know, like uh, Ryan Pohl says, wants to take the North, you've got to start by winning a division game. Does it make the Bears look loss look much worse? I, I, I thought it did. I, I oh, thought absolutely. I thought that having uh, Jordan Love step in and look like Brett Favre uh, made uh, Justin Fields' progress seem a little less impressive. I thought uh, the way that the Packers were able to hang on in a way that the Bears couldn't made the Bears' defense right. look even worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was... You know, almost the same exact score. A very similar situation. Um, you know, a couple things I can't say I'm examined it totally but I just from just from watching it and, and from uh, you know just having a cursory look um, uh, they, they scored touchdowns uh, the, uh, I guess the biggest thing they did was um, they uh, their defense did give up a touchdown late 
Yeah. But it took a lot longer time, and it and it really did, didn't really put them in the same situation as the Bears found themselves in. So they were they just handled it better. And offensively, I mean, they had I think two punts in their last two possessions. So they were it wasn't like they totally put the hammer down. Right. Uh, you know, just like the Bears were unable to. So that wasn't it wasn't as stark as as you might think. Um, but still, it said a lot about uh, about um, Matt Lafleur and and uh, and and the way and Jordan Love. And just the Packers' uh, system, Packers, you know what they're well, doing. And you said the scores were similar, but but it, it's weird. Both I think are deceiving. You know, the Lions had to score and get the two point conversion with what forty seconds left or something like that uh, to get to get it down to seven. And, and the Bears, I mean, the Bears gave up a touchdown, a two point conversion, and a safety in the, in the final what thirty seconds technically of their yeah. game. Uh, to make that seem like a little bit more of a blowout than it was in this one, right. I, I thought looked closer than it did. Um, did you learn anything else out of the uh, Thanksgiving games as long as we're on the topic? I'm um, just trying to think. Uh, boy, the Cowboys are really good against not-so-good teams. <laughs> all year. All year. Yeah. That's all they do is beat up on yeah. bad teams. That was almost the worst thing that could happen. It was sort of blow it up because well, it, just, it just made it so stark how, how good they are against bad teams right? And, or mediocre teams and how they, yeah, you know, they're, they're, you can see them in the, in the playoffs. Uh, anyone who predicts them to – to uh, crap out, uh, I can't, I, you know, I, I, it's well, hard to disagree with that with their record. Well, and you and I have talked about this. The league is mostly bad teams at this point, right? Isn't aren't there it's a lot of seven seven or eight yeah. teams you could actually kind of set your watch and, to? And the quarterbacking, I think, is down. The, the, I, I think this. I mean, I, I kind of wrote, wrote about this earlier this week, and that the, the the idea of the quarterback lifting a team on his shoulder that that's not as big a factor this yeah. year. There's there's I don't know what it is, but. Uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the playoffs. It could turn out. It could right. be one of those things where uh, it's like in the NCAA tournament where all the uh, all the lower seeded teams, you know, win early, but you still end up with a final four of all number ones, you right? Know, because the the cream rises to the top. It'll be interesting to see if like all this mediocre quarterbacking and all these good quarterbacks like Joe Burrow and Mahomes not being nearly as proficient as he as he is, if in the end. A guy, it, it ends up being, uh, you know, Mahomes and Hurts and right. and uh, and uh, and Josh Allen, uh, you know, what have you. Uh, in the end, it could still end up that way. But anyway, the, to to your point, it's yeah. There's a lot of mediocrity. It's it's uh, the league is uh, uh, is just yeah, just a. Big, uh, just a, a lot in the middle there. You described the NCAA tournament, uh, which is the the very NCAA tournament that uh, CBS loves, which is the upsets early, but 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 the blue bloods late. Right, and and the, I think that makes the best. The one. last Final Four, I think, was a real. It was it was like big Cinderella, but a real kind of a dud. I mean, the women, that was the one time where the women's tournament was legitimately more compelling than the men's tournament, and not just for people promoting it, because it really was. How dare you besmirch San Diego State University, yeah. Potsy. Um, uh, you talk about quarterbacks maybe not being the center of the universe. With, with Justin Fields, I thought Fields played well last week, and I think that if Fields plays that very same game, they win in Minnesota, probably. Um, what did you like about his performance? And I, I, I know we were talking today, you think that there were some cases when they probably should have leaned on him a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, he's got to become a bigger part of it. I mean... You look at the efficiency, he's 105. This is, you know, I, I'm a big numbers guy, and you look at 105.2 as his passer rating, which is really good and looks impressive on paper, but he threw 169 passing yards. Yep. They've, and and uh, uh, um, he, the rushing, now I, I know the argument is when, with his rushing, it's still almost 300 yards, but, uh, but I don't know. I just feel like I think that the, end, the, the last drive, 
that they had uh, what was a good um, example, an illustration, I think, of why he just needs to be a better, a bigger threat as a passer. I mean, they yeah. did everything they wanted to do on that drive. Right. They took up a lot of time. Yep. Not the last drive, but the second to last drive, I guess, or third, actually, technically. But anyway, they took up a chunk of time. They ran the ball. But in the end, they settled for a field goal because they could not, because they leaned too much on the run. And right. they lean too much. They, they, they don't uh, lean on, on fields as a passer. Uh, uh, they use him as a runner more as, more than a passer in those moments, and he's got to graduate. He's got to he's got to take a step up as a passer and be frankly like Jordan Love was yesterday against the Lions, uh, or Thursday against the Lions, uh, to take that next step. But um, big picture wise, I think he's still in, I, I, he's still in play. I think as a future as as the quarterback of the future for the Bears based on what we've seen. But he's got a big step to take, and yeah. I think that's a good example. This game when you have 105 passer rating, good efficiency, no interceptions. And but you only throw for one sixty nine. I think teams that want to that expect to win the Super Bowl got to get more out of their quarterback. Well, and also you know, and, and it, it wasn't Fields' fault, but he, no. he he again has the ball in his hands in a got to have it situation at right. the very end. I realize that marching them down for a field goal would have been a, a pretty remarkable accomplishment, but it's also it also would have been the first time he's done that. And right. you know, we keep waiting, and I feel like last year half of last season was spent talking about this. Okay, Justin's got the ball in the fourth quarter. He's got to go win the game for you. Right. And he hasn't been able to. Um, for me, the blame is almost entirely on the defense for that loss. Right. But, boy, it would have been nice to see a little life there at the end Absolutely. of Absolutely. There were two plays we were talking about today, uh, we've been talking about since the game, uh, in which um, uh, the, there was a, a third and seven uh, um, late, uh, late in that one drive where he handed the ball off to Roshan Johnson. And I think, I don't know if he had the option or not, but – He's either got to pass that ball or run on that. Yeah. They're not going to get a first down on third and seven, and they, they just settled for a field goal, and that ended up costing them. Like you said, it was a defensive implosion that lost that game. But still, that's the kind of play you need field to make. And then there was, I think, the second and ten, the play that preceded the deep ball to, um, to Tyler Scott, where that was, I think, an RPO. Yeah. And he handed it off when he got it. He has to realize he's not just like any other RPO quarterback. You know, even better than Mitch, right. was, you know, who had run, who could run, right. but no, he he can beat most guys. So there's a situation where the book tells you to to hand it off. Justin Fields has to take it. I thought that was a real good example of of a misplay on the on the quarterback's part. That really isn't his fault right. or the fault of the offense. They're just not they're it, they're just not in that kind of groove where they where they're trying to maximize uh, the talent they have in Fields. Do you play blackjack? Uh, I have in the past. I have not. I don't recently, but yeah, I, I certainly. Have. You, you, when you mentioned the book, my my mind always goes to blackjack. Were you ever the kind of guy who, if you're sitting 16 against a face, would hit it just because you have a feeling, or or were you afraid that you'd get chased uh, off no, the no, table I, by? I, I was. Uh, I basically play. I play basic strategy pretty much. But this is by a, the book. But, but, but I'm not Justin Fields of of blackjack players. Either. Right, and, and you know, it did seem like somebody was waiting for Fields there if he were to take it and. You know, maybe if you're all of a sudden at third and 14 because he gets stuffed, maybe we're complaining about that. But I'd rather the ball be in the hands of the, of the yeah, best athlete on the field. That's There There it is. That's yeah. the point right there. At least you're losing with the ball in your best player's hands. And, right. I, th- and I disagree. I think I don't think – I think you're still – you're still mad at Luke Getzey for not having a good enough offense, right. but you're not blaming. But it's it's worse when you get when you hand the ball off. Either in either of those situations, right. the third and seven, uh, the second and ten. Um, uh, I think I think the theme of what we're all talking about is that uh, Justin Fields has to be a bigger part of this offense in those situations. 
for him to be Justin Fields if, that, if that's the player they expect him to be. Why is it that Josh Dobbs seems to work out just fine in Minnesota and the Bears have spent 100 years trying to find a quarterback who can put together three good games in a row? I mean, that goes back to the age <laughs> of the age-old question I've been asking. I think I've written that three or four times. It's almost embarrassing. Is, uh, you know, uh, why, you know, why is developing a quarterback like pulling teeth with the Bears? And, right. Or what are, or I think the question re- most recently was, what are the Houston Texans doing with C.J. Stroud that the Bears are not doing with Justin Fields? Why are why are these quarterbacks? And sometimes they fade out. I mean, right. I remember once I asked the same question of Gardner Minshew. Yeah. You know when he when he was with Jacksonville, I think. You know mm-hmm. how can this guy come off the bench right. and replace? I think it was Nick Foles at yep. the time, and all of a sudden put up hundred point something passer ratings and win games. And the Bears uh, with. Um, uh, I guess it must have been Trubisky at the time. You know, it's always like pulling teeth. Uh, that's a question I don't think will ever, will not ever be answered, but certainly hasn't been answered now um, because the uh, the Bears are still in the developmental phase um, with Fields, and I just I can't wait till we get to the point, and I think at the end of this year we can say, okay, either either it happens or it doesn't, and now we can you can come back and say, hey, why is this not happening? And I think that'll be actually be a big decision. I, I think not, we're not the only ones who are going to be kind of asking that question, making that decision. People with actual authority uh, uh, over people's jobs are going to be uh, looking at the same thing. I think that if it's not apparent, then it means it didn't happen. I, I think it's I think it's like a Hall of Famer. I think you'll know it if you see it, and if you don't see it, any you can't talk yourself into it, to him being the right. Guy. And it's questionable whether they're heading in that direction. Now, I'm not saying they're not. They're, like I said, they are as strong as they've been in the Eberflus polls era, uh, uh, as far as roster wise, right. uh, and actually have the makings of a pretty good offensive line right now, even though. They don't. I don't think they rate at all. Right. Um, but they have some pieces in place there uh, with Tevin Jenkins and Darnell Wright and maybe even Braxton Jones mm-hmm. uh, and, um, and Nate Davis. Uh, that you know you you plug in one real other really good player right. and all of a sudden that's a really good offensive line. They're not that far away. So I think I think you can make that argument. Uh, but you can also make the argument that they're always short. They're always a little bit shy. And wide receiver position looks better, but they're still missing something there, right? Uh, the defense. Look at the look at look at the pressure. That was probably the biggest impact I had from Thursday's games. Is look at the pressure that, that uh, the Packers put on J- on Jared Goff, and, uh, versus what the Bears. The Bears wasn't it wasn't bad. I think they had maybe even eight quarterback pressures, and I'm not sure how accurate those stats are. But the, the Packers had 12, and that's only on paper. Right. In real time, it looked much much yeah, different. they were Sean in his face the whole game. Was a yeah. bigger factor in, 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 in that game Thursday than Montez Sweat was, uh, uh, even though he wasn't bad. Than Montez Sweat was uh, Sunday against the Lions. They just do, other teams, I guess the original point, other teams just do things differently and more efficiently and more effectively than the Bears. And I think what we're getting to overall is week 17, week 18, it's time to bleep or get off the pot for the Bears, right? And, and, and make some decisions on where they are. And I think, I think we'll find that. And that's why I said these two games are going to really tell us a lot. Three games, actually, because you've got to consider Cleveland Mm-hmm. But that defense is going to be a real challenge for for uh, Field. Boy, Matt Eberflus uh, needs to win a couple of division games too. If you're going to no, uh, the sit there at the end of the year and say that you compare well to your peers, uh, you need to compare uh, well to your peers in some categories. Potsy, we've got uh, the Vikings coming up. Uh, Team Sun Times has submitted their six picks. And it may surprise I you. Think we're all over the board on this. We game, are. Right? I was going to say it may surprise it's you. Interesting. To, no, it's three to three. The okay. Three Vikings. Yeah. Three Bears. You are on Team Vikings. I will. I believe the score is 24-23. Yeah, with, you know, what do you like? Zero confidence. I yeah. mean, just, just, I, I, it's hard for me to pick the Bears when they keep failing to come through in mm-hmm. close games. Yep. Um, 
But the Vikings, you know, as we saw with the Lions, you know, the Lions, they're kind of lining, I guess, uh, the last couple games. And uh, that defense does not look very, uh, that defense does not look very good. And uh, and their offensive line doesn't look nearly as imposing as it has previously. So even they are no sure thing. The Vikings, you know, they, they've won five of six. They just lost uh, by a point uh, to the Broncos. The Broncos are, are kind of picking up steam here. And, and um uh, so there's no there's no confidence. It's the NFL. I never underestimate the media after the NFL. It's the same old thing. I've got the Bears twenty one uh, or twenty three twenty one. Uh, Chicago. What's your reasoning, Pat? I think they're playing well. Um, I think their defense is playing yeah. uh, as well as it's played all year. That doesn't mean that they're the the you know they're not the nineteen eighty five Bears, but they're. Yeah. they're I, I think that their defense is playing well. I think that. They will be spooked enough by the way the last game ended that I don't think you have any concerns about uh, them coming out flat. Uh, and I think Fields, if Fields is as good this week as he was last week, I think he scores enough points to win. Uh, my guess is that Justin Jefferson is not going to play on Monday. I think that with it, they have the bye week yeah. the same week yeah. the Bears do, so I don't think they're going to be motivated to get him back right away. And I just wonder how much firepower is there against the league average defense, which I think the Bears uh, the Bears have. Um, I think Khalil Herbert needs to play better because uh, they're going to lean on him, and he, to me, looked a half-step slow in his return last week. I think Roshan Johnson will probably be leaned on a little more as well with Deontay Foreman banged up. Um, so, you know, that run game should be effective, but uh, it would take a leap, I think, from uh, two of the ball carriers there. I think the biggest thing I'm going to be looking for is that defense, see how that defense responds, because I thought – I thought it was interesting how they played so well for so long, but boy, when when the uh, when the Lions kind of imposed their will and yeah. wanted to take it, the, the defense just totally turtled and 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 just was and maybe it was the design because they're giving up a lot of short passes that really kind of fueled that thing and built momentum and and, uh, and it was just to me it was like it was a lack of like uh, for lack of a better term mental toughness and so this game is all about mental toughness can they respond you know. Uh, they're very good. I mean, individually, they're very good. They have good players. It's a it's a it's a pretty good roster uh, on defense. And now the question is, can they, like you say, you know, after that bad game, can they will themselves to a good performance? I think the beginning of that game is going to tell us a lot about how good, how mentally tough this defense is. If they can do what they say, what they, in their minds, you know, they're motivated to do. It'll be an interesting game, Potsy. And then the Bears have a bye week, uh, and then they come back for the Lions. At home, uh, followed by a road game in Cleveland. So, uh, three pretty interesting games coming up for them. Two, two against teams they've already played before. I think that's a. I think it's a, a big factor in the NFL, especially with a coaching staff that has a lot to prove. Yep. How much, especially in this game again? Well, both games, mm-hmm. uh, Lions and Vikings. You know, how, you know, how well do they anticipate what the other team is going to do based on what happened in, uh, the previous time? It's a great chess match. And let's face it, this coaching staff has a lot to prove. So I think uh, I, I think that that facet of it, that part of it, is is going to be is going to go a long way to telling us just you know how good they are. We'll be there to talk about it after the game. Until then, you can follow us on social media. Check us out on the Sun Times website, or if you live in Chicago, in print. Until then, he's Mark Potash. I'm Patrick Finley. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back again real soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. 
Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.